He's just gyrating like a nincompoop. Hello, Internet, and welcome to the A to Z Horrorcast. This is the Creative Town Podcast, brought to you by us over at adczhorror.com. I'm Jack, and sitting across from me is Jake. Hey, I better be getting time and a half for this. <laughs> and sitting next to Jake is someone else who could have whipped it out right there. It's Mark. Hey, guys. I didn't. For those of you unfamiliar with our Crackerjack operation, we watch and review one horror movie a week, and then we get drunk and argue about it. And this week, we finally got back to basics, boys. We watched a Jack pick. A real stand-up Jack pick. Your you picks are basic? basic. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's calling himself basic. It's all fine. It's all fine. We watched 2016's Terrifier, and we will dive all the way into that real soon. And when we do, fair warning, we're going to spoil the absolute nonsense out of it. And hey, we've got a Patreon, but we are not where your money should be going right now. And so all of our Patreon proceeds are currently going to Feeding America. And uh, if you can, please consider donating to a worthy cause, Feeding America. If you want to do that through our Patreon, get some perks, that's cool. Uh, anywhere else that needs your money and is a good thing that's helping people would be excellent. I've been using blacklivesmatters.carrd.co as a good list of resources. But if you need a little escapism, hopefully you can have some fun in the horror world with us for the next little bit. So for now... Let's do the getting drunk part. So on that score, let's do beers for fears. I said that weirdly. Hey, Jake! It was, it was like the double transition. Yeah. As a, as a side note, listener, uh, we're very much out of practice because it's been like two weeks. <laughs> I don't want to talk about it, Mark. It's been no time at all. Okay. It's been a long time. It's been a, it's been a long time. I think you'll find that the episode dropped today, and as we record this, it's like four days from when we recorded our last one. Okay. Is a lie I'm telling. Yeah, whatever I you say, I could Jack. not follow that. Do you want me to talk about my beers that we want now? Yes, Jake, what are your beers for the 2016 movie Terrifier? I'm actually really happy with this one, so it'll probably go poorly for me because that's how this goes, right? Uh, (laughs) Why do you keep saying you always lose? I've lost so many more than either I definitely lose when I'm happy with my selection. (laughs) Okay, that's fair. So this is a beer that I've never seen before by a brewery called Bombastic Brewing, which I actually have to check where they're from. Brewed and canned by a sawtooth brewery in Haley, Idaho, for Bombastic Brewing, who I don't know. Anyway... This is a beer called Aggravated Murder, and (laughs) if there isn't a lot of aggravated murder in this movie, then I don't know what else, and this is the part where I might get some extra votes, or actually, how does that work? It's backwards. People might like this, or it's going to throw me in the the creek. This is the banana edition, because this movie's bananas. (laughs) That's a mistake. Okay. Okay. What what kind of of (laughs) beer did you say it was? I actually don't know. I just saw Aggravated Burger, and I was like, yup. It's an Imperial Stout with maple syrup, Thomas Hammer, coffee, and banana. So this is local. My God. What the fuck? I gotta look. It it appears to be a place that does beers for shipping in the mail. It's in Hayden, Idaho. Okay. uh, Well, this is the first time I've seen uh, one of these, so here we go. Nice. Where'd you get it? Uh, That's just for me. The co-op. This is an 11.5% bomber of Imperial Stout. So Wow. There you go. At least you won't get a Charlie horse tonight, because you'll be full of potassium. Oh, good. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I, myself, uh, went in a different direction. Mine is almost entirely a visual bit here. Those play well. I am drinking an Ace Dry Joker Applecraft Cider. Because, Jake, what is that on that can right there? Uh, it is a it's a Joker. He's wearing white and black makeup. That looks, looks almost like... exactly like Art the Clown. Yeah, well, uh, also like any clown, but yes. No, that's a very old-timey mime Art the Clown it's, on it's, this case. It is black and white only. See, this would and be, he's got a big protruding chin and this nose. This would be yeah. a great opportunity for you to like take a photo of your beers and post it to Ooh. our Patreon. You know that thing that we do occasionally? 
Especially when we have really visual gotten, gags that you're trying to pull off. I've really gotten out of practice during COVID times. <laughs> Me too. Also, my can's like Our, all black and white. I could barely get the episodes out. I was going to say on time, but I absolutely cannot get them out on time. So, like, <laughs> don't add more to my plate right now. I'm overwhelmed. Okay, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to come at you that hard. <laughs> Mark, what are you drinking this week? I am drinking a special beer. It's special because uh, two of our mutual friends uh, just went on a little bit of a trip and uh, we were house sitting for them and they came back into town. Um, they were from, they went out to Eastern Utah out in the Uintas in a little uh, town called Vernal. Um, I, you might remember that I've had Vernal beer before, uh, Vernal brewing beer before in Mama's Milk or 50 Cal. Those are the ones that are easier to find. This one you can only get if you go to the brewery out in Vernal, and he brought one back for me. This is a Rigor Mortis Red Ale um, by Vernal Brewing, and it has a little skull and crossbones on it. Rigor Mortis, obviously, the thing that happens when you die, you turn all stiff as a board. Um, lots of death and lots of presumed Rigor Mortises. Rigor's Mortis. I, th- I think Rigor Mortis is less if you're split in twain. That's only one person, though. That's true. Yeah. The one of the those that were aggravatedly murdered. I mean, fair enough. You would still have you have rigor mortis anytime you have muscle tissue. So as long as the muscle itself isn't severed, your the that muscle would be mortis. Look, it's a death joke. It's a death joke. People died. It's a death joke. <laughs> yeah, we got it. We we got there. Yep, very solid. But drinking beers and watching the 2016 movie Terrifier isn't been the only thing we've done over the course of, uh, if. In four the days. whole world over the course of the last four days. Four days. Yep, four days. Four days. Definitely not two weeks. Four days. Uh, <laughs> we might have also experienced some other horror shit. So let's talk about what else has been rocking our horror world, starting, of course, with paying up on Lost Beers for Fears. Cue that sound effect. Mmm, beer. Just when I think you couldn't possibly be any dumber, you go and do something like this. What an idiot! You suck! Yeah, All right, I've got one to talk about here. Hey, uh, I'm, look I'm at getting you. caught up one at a time. You. One at a time, buddy. Uh, I watched The Reef. Mark, I think you and I Noise. tied for losing Lake Mungo maybe like a year and a half ago. Oh, <laughs> Jesus. Right. That it was, was either like yesterday or a year and a half ago. <laughs> one of those that had two. to be before COVID. Um, yeah, and so we had to watch The Reef. This is a movie that is free on Prime. It's an Australian horror movie Australia. about a group of teens trying to boat their way from. Australia to Indonesia, and they get sharked. Like immediately, probably, huh? Pretty quickly. Yeah. Cool. Good yeah. for them. Uh, I like this movie a lot. Mark, I've forgotten entirely what you thought about it. Um, I said it was a well-put-together survival horror, and the thing about survival horrors is they make you really tired. Yeah, it w- it's an exhausting watch, because not only do you have, like, the they're stranded on the hull of this capsized boat with a shark circling them then they start to get like paranoid and snippy with each other with the interpersonal shit it's all it's just brutal taxing yeah I, it takes me a long while between movies like that like i watched open water maybe a decade and a half ago and i don't think i can go back and watch this another is a one. lot like open yeah water. dude jesus yeah. christ one thing one thing i did not like about this movie is it ends with like text on the screen like telling you what happened to the remaining woman the <laughs> oh like so like spoilers, like rudy that yeah like rudy except for this isn't a real story at all this is an entirely fictional tale why the fuck are you ending with just cue cards of telling me what happened calling rudy <laughs> a real story is a, right, a bit of an aggressive take <laughs> yeah exactly so that's all i've got for lost beers for fears how about you boys yeah, I got one. Mark. I got um gosh, what did I what did I have to watch Club Dread for? I watched Club Dread because I lost Midsomar. Oh nice. I don't know okay. what the theme of what? that poll was. Yeah, what was that poll? <laughs> I think I was doing an opposites thing. Uh cuz 
Because <laughs> I, cause I either, huh? either had to watch Club Dread or Dude Bro Party Massacre 3. Oh, I have to watch one of these, too. Oh, you! Yeah. I think you were. I think you were probably picking fun, not artsy movies. Yep, that's exactly what it was. Um, I had heard of Club Dread before, but I'd never seen it, and I did not realize that it was a broken lizard uh, joint. And I got to say, it's um, it's offensive in only the way that a broken lizard movie from 2004 could be, which is lovable, but also regrettable. Now, for the listener who might not know what Broken Lizard is. Uh, Broken Lizard is a troupe of comedians mostly famous for Beer Fest and Super Troopers. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, I mean, they make quality stuff. If you've seen Beer Fest or Super Troopers, you know these are funny dudes. Uh, this came before that. I want to say Beer Fest came out in, like, 2007 or so. Um, this was 2004. It's a It's a fun, like, island slasher romp that makes fun of a lot of the tropes and has a lot of like well-executed visual gags. A few of these, like a few of the jokes are exceptionally well-written and that is pervasive throughout the entire movie. Uh, And then they also, for the most part, nail the horror cues as well in a way that is effective at points, but also very much a send up of the horror tropes they're trying to make fun of. So um, all in all, a pretty good experience as long as you're not going in there to, to, to nitpick it for being, of the time period that was the early aughts. Yeah, that's a specific thing. It's a capsule. There's some regrettable stuff. Where, yeah, I mean, where I did imagine. you say you watched this? Uh, that's a great question. I didn't. Oh, oh, oh! It's on Stars, and I can't remember why I had Stars as a plug-in. God, but you had. Stars. I had okay. Stars briefly. <laughs> okay. I want to say that my wife had it for watching like Highlander or something like that. Okay. Outlander. Outlander. Um, nude vikings show yeah. conan the barbarian uh, so if you if your wife watches outlander then you can probably go watch club dread that would be <laughs> my advice go. to you i've seen a couple of stars things because hannah gets uh, a star or you know what i, I don't want to i don't really want to i'm gonna take that back if you watch outlander you know you can also watch club dread there's overlap yeah. there there's overlap there jack loves his naked absolutely. vikings absolutely Absolutely, God! Who doesn't? Even the naked beefcakes were not enough to get me to sit through that schlock. <laughs> yeah, I, I did not like that. There show. was too much <laughs> plot in between the dong. There really was. <laughs> <laughs> There's time travel for some reason. Anyways, that was Club Dread. It was good. Well, I like it, Mark. I like it. it sounds like more fun than Midsomar. Anyway, it was. Jake, it was literally the exact opposite of Midsomar. I also. I'll <laughs> well, also then you did that. a good. You did a good job with the poll then. I don't have anything, Jack. I owe a Jacob's Ladder watch, but I've got to work myself up to that fucking voyage. I'm sure that's on my list, too. It's not. Uh, it's Mark and me. <laughs> oh, nice. Yeah, hey! you, you won a poll that Zinger. we both lost. So uh, I I got nothing. Well, let's cue Scatman. Yeah. Scatman's world. All right, I've got two to talk about in regular rocking horror worlds. One yep. of them, Jack, Mark, are you, you telling recommended me, to me. Jack, Jack, question. Are you telling me you watched three movies in four days? Well, and plus the movie podcast? that we're reviewing. <laughs> Oh yeah, man! I've been doing. I've Jack been just has been productive. It. Yeah, it's been crazy. Okay. Uh, <laughs> uh, Mark, you recommended this to me uh, at the end of last week's episode, so that could have been in July. I don't know. <laughs> um, Four days. <laughs> Shut up. We just made that joke <laughs> moments ago. Yeah, yeah. Well, I've given up on it now. Uh. Um, and I. Oh God. Uh, I watched Al All Hallows Eve. Nice. Yeah. The, the, the yeah yeah yeah. The it's an anthology movie. Terrifier. It's on Netflix. It's the, it's where art came from. It's. Well, it's the feature-length debut where art came from. Oh, he came from a short that was then made into one of the segments of the anthology. Yeah, yeah. this is okay. this is a this is a movie by the writer and director of Terrifier, whose Which, name I forgot right Damian now. Leon. That's actually important. I'll look. Thank, Thank you. you. That's important in this one. Yes, it is. Um, and 
I got to tell you, this is one of the better anthologies I think I've seen. It's really, really well done. It's super low budget. It's it's like one of these proof of concept things for a young director, and he did a great job. Uh, the frame narrative, just kind of briefly, is great. It's uh, There's a babysitter babysitting two kids on Halloween night, and they come home from trick-or-treating with a weird VHS in one of their bags. Uh-huh. She just pulls the worst babysitter move of all time and says, let's Pops just pop in. this in. We'll yeah. all watch it together. Pop this fucker in real and quick. And it's three short stories that are various it's only wanna, three things. It's three. That's not. Like, I don't like narrative. that number for an anthology. I well, think you it need works. More. And they're all pretty. They're all wildly different from each other. Art the clown is barely in the second one, um, if at all. Uh, but it's all. Oh, they're all really well done. They're they're a lot like Terrifier. They're just like really good setups for him to do well executed gore and spooky scenes. Like sure. it's spooky. That, that's it's, what that's, I would use to describe that's the four- both of these movies. Is spooky. It's also like uncanny how many shots from terrifier are directly out of this movie but just done a little bit better budget in terrifier it's pretty cool like the the flail the slicey up flail is precisely out of that movie and a couple other ones too Mm. well i I don't know i think that makes sense when you're coming from that smaller production oh you can reuse some of that stuff well and it's art the clown right so like he's clearly finding art the clown's voice he smears his shit all over the walls of a gas station look yeah you you don't you don't just do that once and get it perfect you have to practice (laughs) it's a craft yeah yeah ten thousand hours it's like when you're in middle school and you make a really, really funny joke and no one hears it, so you tell it again and then you realize that everyone heard it the first time and didn't laugh. But then just to yeah, be exactly. sure, you tell it a third time and then someone throws a piece of paper at you. Yeah, precisely. Everybody knows exactly what uh. you're talking about, Mark. <laughs> anyway, so I watch, and I really recommend this movie. It's freely available on Netflix or it, it's on Netflix. Fuck it. Uh, streamable on Netflix, it's on, I guess. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. Um, and then the other one I watched was another Netflix joint, a 2020 horror movie. Uh-huh. Maybe. 1BR, One Bedroom. Yeah. Uh, stylized as 1BR. Yeah. Uh, it was a movie about a young woman moving to Los Angeles like by herself. Like apartment comp building. Yeah, moves into an apartment complex. Uh-huh. Uh, and horror ensues. I don't want to spoil too much of this movie. I heard movie. this one's D's. It's really good. Okay. Um, it... Has its weakest at the end, but it's great. got a great, great trash. It's got a great buildup. Classic horror movie trap. For to sure, be honest. Yeah, fizzle out. Uh, but it's it's really disturbing throughout a lot of it. It's pretty solid. Really okay, well done. I liked it a lot. Um, great. I don't want to say too much about it because it's a recent movie, and I don't want to spoil it. Yeah. So I'll just leave it at that. Mark, what about you? I got a bunch of stuff that I've watched in the last four days. Um, first off, do you guys remember the movie The Hunt? <laughs> Heck yes. yeah, that was that did not come out at the right time. No, that came it? out at exactly the wrong time. Uh, it came out the like about like what five weeks before the the lockdown <laughs> order. No, it came out the Thursday before the weekend of all of the theaters being closed. Oh shit! I think it literally had a theatrical run of about two days, um, <laughs> which is what we call in the industry an oopsie. <laughs> this is Indeed, such though. a we in the industry. This is such a puzzling movie. <laughs> I, 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 the trailer was opaque. Come on, come on. The trailer was opaque and strange in a way that we were all kind of excited to see it, but didn't know what it was. Yeah. And I'm excited to tell you that the movie itself is opaque and strange in a way that it was exciting to watch, but also still very confusing. Um, yeah. So as I recall in the trailer, this was kind of like obviously rich people hunting people for sport but it was like ultra liberal people there was it a looks like political it looks like message yeah it looks it. like liberal elites hunting so and owning the libs. i think it would i i can't tell what the political messaging here is i think the funny thing about it is it is a fully apolitical movie set against a heavily politis pol, it's not really even politics it's just like social politics uh backdrop 
essentially what they're doing is writing a story that leans heavily into a conspiracy theory on par with like Pizzagate type thing. Like what if there actually were a secret cabal of rich George Soros-esque liberals who were hunting conservative poor people from the South? This is so much less fun given how many people yeah. actually I feel believe like, in QAnon. I feel like now you're just this talking about QAnon. Horrible. <laughs> you're just talking about QAnon. <laughs> yeah. Uh, basically, this is just the QAnon movie. Oh, God. Uh, it's I don't a documentary. Want and yeah. I mean, it's it's a, it's a great cast. Betty Gilpin is uh, the, the protagonist, I guess you would call her. Uh, and she does an absolutely kick-ass phenomenal job. But aside, well, She's fantastic. Yeah, yeah. Aside from that, you also have Glenn Howerton, Emma Roberts is in it, uh, Ethan Suppley, who you'll remember from Remember the Titans and many other is stunning movies. Um, and <laughs> Hilary Swank, obviously, also she was heavily credited. Obviously. In- it, dude, it's it's got a thunderous cast. It's just such That's a strange <laughs> tribute to What's the weirdest like? way to describe that weird cast? Thunderous. I like it, Mark. I like it. It's not Flash. It's Thunder. Uh, is this satirical? Is it satirical? It's satirical. Well, so, yes, it's satire in the way that satire doesn't have to be funny. Right? It's, it's like Oscar <laughs> Wilde-style satire, where it's definitely making fun of something, well. but it's like... The author knew what they were making fun yeah, of, yeah. but it might not necessarily yeah. come through in the actual like delivery. No package. one else does. <laughs> I don't know that this is a package that is made for me. From the sound of it's it, it's certainly a strange one. I I think it's worth it to watch just because it's so out there. Like, I just I want sure. someone to watch this and tell me what who is supposed to be being pwned. I can't tell who's being this- pwned. Am I being pwned? It's been too long. This is Blumhouse, right? Yes, this is Blumhouse. Is this a weird play for Blumhouse? No, because they make it's guaranteed 75 to make money. movies a year. It's guaranteed to make money. I, I don't know. I feel like a lot of theirs seem more formulaic than what you're making this sound like. And I thought it would be formulaic from the trailer. I thought it'd be like, most dangerous game with like liberal elites or whatever. Doesn't sound like it was like that. It's. I mean, it does follow a a relatively easy to predict formula, but it's just like the backdrop and purpose of the movie is the utterly perplexing. <laughs> yeah. The voice of the movie is just strange. Well, Mark perplexing times, you know what they say? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So that was the hunt. You can rent Great. it if Continue. you want. Uh, it's out there for you to go and do that too. Next up, I continued my, uh, my Moorhead and Benson series of movies uh by watching so you gotta be almost done right uh, yeah there's only three and i'm now two-thirds of the way through it uh so i watched spring it, i hadn't gone back and watched this since we reviewed it on the podcast last week i think it was or yep. five years yep. ago yep. last, like week. <laughs> last week um if you want to if you want to watch along and you haven't seen spring um it's on amazon via imdb tv so as a quick note this one does have commercials and they are jarring <laughs> um yeah that's like I can imagine commercials in spring. That does uh, not seem like it would jive. I mean, it's also if you so choose on Shutter. Not oh. no commercials. Well, that would have been good to know. So. Um although that would have Oh uh, yeah, well I thing. literally when the last time we like, you know, a year ago or whatever when we met last. <laughs> 4 days, 4 days, a year, whatever. I told you when you were talking about how you're going to watch Spring that I, I just popped it on the thing and it just was on uh Shutter TV, so I w- ended up watching half the movie. Oh, that's a valid. You heard point. this story. I did. Yeah. I just didn't uh, you just don't most listen to me. It did not implant itself in my long-term memory. That's me, man. Couldn't That's a- have listened to the podcast because, again, <laughs> I did not post it until today. <laughs> was that in this last podcast? I think so. Oh, Jesus! No, no, it was HRR this last podcast. Okay, good. <laughs> God, 
Uh, okay, continue, Mark. It's a great movie. You have is, no other opinion. Is, There's no way. It's growing on me. I was the one of the three of us that liked it the least. My wife really likes this movie. Um, it's 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 also a bit of a strange one. It's not really like your typical. We talk about like horror comedies and horror dramas. This is just like a horror romance drama. But really, it's we yeah we've talked about that, that's what we talked about on the episode. Like it might be the only horror romance we've seen. Yeah. Um, it's my favorite example. It is quite interesting, and it does have a lot of intriguing morals that I I would kind of like to go back and revisit if we ever wanted to do like a repack of of spring and just do like an additional little rewatch of it. Cause it did grow on me more the second time kind of understand. Yeah. 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 Kind of understanding what it was. The other thing that I found uh, remarkable about it was that it really doesn't feel, I'm still trying to figure out what a Moorhead and Benson movie feels like because I've now seen all three, although asynchronously and I, I don't know. They're all pretty. I mean, Endless and um, what was the first one called? Res- uh, Resolution. Resolution are relatively similar, but Spring is just like yeah, they're out of fucking nowhere. Like yeah, it's different. It doesn't have it's any also of the that has the least connective tissue to the shared world of the three. Uh, what I mean, what is a home? Like yeah, it's. I wouldn't say there. There are te- more technical aspects that I think carry through than there are like anything in how they write a script. Yeah, I don't know. I it, this is the odd man out though. Yeah, um, great concept though. If you're in for something a little bit different, and you might just want to sit down and watch a nice romantic movie set against a horror backdrop. Best, my favorite horror date movie. That's yeah. is uh, Terrifier. Um, We're about to review that one. Yes, <laughs> you're right. I'm champing at the bit to get there, Mark. When I go on dates on planes, I like Terrifier. <laughs> Jesus, Mark, is there anything else? One more thing, and I only want to bring this up because it's also on IMDb TV. And what happened nice was to go. I finished watching Spring. My wife got home from work, watched like the last ten minutes of it with me, and then we sort of just let it keep playing movies. Uh, and the next movie in the queue was Life. Uh, which I've now seen twice. Life is the 2018 astronaut movie starring Ryan Reynolds, Jake Gyllenhaal, a bunch of other people. Um, yeah. About a space squid monster. Uh, I don't know why I haven't seen this. Thing. This seems very much up my I life. like it a lot. I liked it more than Jake did, who thought it was kind of just yeah. a regular space alien movie. Uh, I, I think this like one much. is super duper intriguing. And as soon as, like, I am not one to sit down and just let the the show keep playing especially when there's these incredibly obtrusive commercials every 13 minutes or something like that but god damn it life did it i sat down and watched a whole the whole thing it was just because it was the thing that i haven't done since like junior high school where i was just 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 let the tv stay on this was the exact same thing oh life's on next okay i'm in for another two hours sure why not it's like residue of a bygone era mark i was trained from an early age that you can't just let the tv roll on because sometimes seinfeld will end and you'll feel good about yourself and then the golden girls music will start and you want to fucking kill yourself or sometimes you'll be watching comedy central and having a good time and then all of a sudden it's like a marathon of girls gone wild commercials for some reason That tambourine or the the uh, what is it? A steel drum music. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And then we put Snoop Dogg behind the camera. <laughs> uh, in any case, Life is a very solid movie. I love it. It's one of my favorite space fine. alien things out there. Jake didn't like it as much though, so it's of salt. fine. It's it's okay. Jake, what have you watched? Did you have anything else, Marker? Can I? No, go? that was it. So it's been four days, and I watched one movie. <laughs> <laughs> oh god, I hate myself. Uh, I watched. Do you guys remember Dave Made a Maze? 
vaguely. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You remember that one? It was like so, wacky. Wacky. Yeah. So this is like uh, very, even the trailer they showed was this like, this is going to be an- Once Upon a Time. They did show this at Treeport yeah, Once Upon a Time. this was a film court movie. This is a film fort movie. So this is a, it is a, I am heavily air quoting horror movie um, about a guy who makes a maze in a cardboard fort in his apartment, his like single bedroom apartment that his, his girlfriend comes back. He is trapped in this, like the size of the table that Jack and I are sitting at right now, like four by four cardboard thing. And people proceed to go in there to find him. And it all hell breaks loose, basically, because it's this magical, mystical wonderland of a maze that has become sentient and it can like build upon itself. Now, not much of this movie was horror. It had a decidedly comedic tone. There is one singular piece, though, that they put in there that involved people are dying and they're dying in like really wacky ways, and then they sort of come back but it has to do with like the sentience of the maze and how it's like building upon what it's learning from the people whatever doesn't fucking matter it's basically there is a character that exists basically there's a character that exists in here and there's an effect put on this character that is sort of stop motiony and it is flat out ghastly like i loved that (laughs) i loved that one thing (laughs) like the thing that and it's all it was such a juxtaposition too because it was like all in the concept like this character had like a catchphrase because it was basically like made of cardboard and it would just keep keep saying high five it would say a thing and then be like high five and you knew it was a trap because if you go to high five it like it would murder you in some despicable way but it had this stop motion jittery thing to it that mixed with the cardboard elements was impressive it was so cool and the other thing that i'll say is that as anticipated from seeing the trailer uh really cool effects movie just in the sense that it's like it is that pure childhood whimsy and they went to extraordinary lengths to make that come to life and feel interesting and vibrant and cool that being said it's an hour and a half long and this probably should have been like a 30 to 40 minute weird no man's land sort of length didn't love it (laughs) was way overly long but it was an interesting watch, and it was unique enough that I'll give it a recommend, even in the horror space when it doesn't really contain much horror at all. Remind me how you watched it or say it if you didn't say it. This was on Amazon. Nice. Yeah. Okay. It's all and, it was, week. and it was called... Right. Dave Made a Maze. <clears throat> I, if I remember correctly, the soundtrack was pretty fun and whimsical. Like, it went really well with the thing, too. It kind of... Well, yes. Yes, and. Yes, and it had, like, kind of indie, otzy rock going on. Yeah. So, yeah, it was cool. I would give this nice. a stronger recommend than Jake did. I enjoyed that one when I watched it. I mean, that was like two years ago, but... Oh, so you know the effect I'm talking yeah. about. Did you like it? It's been about two years, so I mean... Mark, in two years, ask me if I like okay. it. Okay, I'll make... Let me... Hold on. Let me get my phone. I'll have a better... I'll, yeah, put a calendar alert in. We're not waiting for this. We're going to the feature presentation. <laughs> put a calendar alert in. Over at ADZHorror.com this week, we watched two... My mouth is starting to water a lot. Maybe that beer is not okay. <laughs> Wait, are you going to puke? <laughs> Over at ADZHorror.com this week, we watched 2016's Terrifier. This was a jack pick. How the fuck is this movie 2016? I don't know, but it's been so long since I got to pick one of these fucking movies, it feels like. Well, it's because you guys made me pick two in a row. <laughs> we made you pick two in a row. That's what happened. You yeah. Didn't put you were like, season. that host movie came out. You need to pick it, Jake. And I was like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, I hate peer pressure, though. Yeah, that was four days ago. 
Yeah. Yeah, okay. Okay. I'm aboard. I'm aboard with this detente we've yeah. reached. Uh, either way, I picked this movie. I don't think either of you guys had seen this before, but Mark, maybe I'd you have. i seen it. I had not. I famously watched First it on an airplane, if you'll recall. <laughs> God, dude, after watching, like, what the fuck? Yeah. What's wrong? Like, I watched this certain... on an airplane to Costa Rica. There is a certain <laughs> level that you have to like. You, there, I didn't know what the movie was, it but was a once it movie started, it it doesn't get that bad until he takes the tarp off the naked woman. No, it gets bad before that. It gets not airplane <laughs> acceptable way before that. <laughs> Maybe you and I have different airplane thresholds. Either way, this one crosses the airplane threshold. This one crosses anyone's. Airplane I don't. Threshold. I don't know that there's a movie that does more to cross the airplane threshold. <laughs> Uh, what's what's the Willem Dafoe movie we reviewed a couple of weeks Antichrist? ago? Antichrist? Yeah. Well, no shit. Okay, fine. All the movies you <laughs> Boom, pick. Boom, rebuttal. <laughs> I did forget I picked that one. Shit. Uh, okay. Uh, Jake, was this your first viewing? We literally just said yes to that. Okay. Well, I forgot. Yeah, well. We had whiskey while we were off air. What do you want from me? I'm on the whiskey. <laughs> uh, Mark, when did you watch this just kind of as a, like a... In the middle of a week watch, right? Nothing special about your watch. No particular. Uh, yeah, this was you had recommended it based off of your watching experience, and I was like, okay, that sounds like a. And we had just done it on HRR when it came out in 2016 because we've been doing it that long. Surprisingly, Jesus, um, there's no way. And I was there's like, no okay, this seems interesting enough. Why not? I think it was free on whatever streaming service I had at the time, so I watched it, and then I ended up watching All Hallows Eve a little while later because I was intrigued by the Genesis, Art the Clown, yeah, Art, the, yeah, okay. great villain. Good. We'll get there. Yeah, and so you've seen it twice now. Yeah, this was the second viewing, yeah. I think this is my third viewing. Because you watched it twice on the airplane. No. Second time in slow but I did have, I did have to watch it when my wife wasn't clambering at me to try and close my computer. <laughs> <laughs> How you stick with, again. Like, <laughs> once you're in it, no, they, they don't think acceptable. I'm not a freak because I closed the computer. Not acceptable. <laughs> yeah, lean in. Scare those and friends away. I'm still... Twice as good as those absolute psychopaths who watch a movie on their iPad without headphones on an airplane. So Do those people exist? There's that. Yeah, dude. What? Straight up. Are you allowed to pour your soda on them? Can I get a Diet Coke I, and then pour it on them? They're the same people that don't wear masks, Mark. Well, I feel like it would be the same people who take off their socks on an airplane. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh, it's okay. the same guy. They're all the same people. What's what's the what's the Mark Wahlberg movie about the Boston bombing? I was on an airplane one time and some dude was just watching the entirety of that All Saints Day or something was watching the entirety of that movie that probably Patriots name, yeah. uh, without headphones uh, two rows ahead of without me without headphones dick in hand lunacy <laughs> just, just jacking just it jacking. every time Mark Wahlberg was on screen it was crazy <laughs> okay anyway I think that's enough of the histories uh, does somebody have 30 seconds on any kind of a clock uh, sure just give me a second and then I'll have 30 of them for you <laughs> you're in luck Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, shit, I'm way out of practice at this. Jack, you picked this movie. That means you're going to have to give a 30-second plot synopsis. Uh, I do have a clock up, so it's going to start when you start. Okay. Two women are partying on Halloween. They go to a pizza place to try and sober up. They're followed by a creepy clown. The creepy clown kills the pizzeria owner. They go back to their car. Uh, the tire is slashed. The clown lures them into a building and slices one uh, with a hacksaw all the way, you know, from tip to tail. Um, way. And then he kills the other one and then uh, kills a cat lady. He lures one of the girl's sisters to, to the one of the girl's sisters. I suppose to wow. the warehouse. Time. Kills her too. You, 
I mean, I got, he doesn't kill her, notably. That's yeah, like the most important all. part or of the does. movie. Yeah, and then kills himself I think he and does. comes back to life. I missed a lot. No, he doesn't. He does. I she, thought he assumed her identity. No. he. She is the woman from the start of the movie in the interview. Yeah, that was the twist. Well, I thought the twist, the twist was that he kills that lady because he comes back to life in the coroner's office, so he, he clearly has like some level of... But he was in a body bag. She wasn't. He was eating her face off, literally. And then her face is all disfigured. And they took her and fixed it, sort of. And meanwhile, he came back to life to potentially secure a sequel in a totally different thing. The audio cue, the well, fine. So then there's some level of like Art the Clown virus that when he attacks you, you also become that, psycho that crazy. Seems li- that seems likely. We will find out during Terrifier 2. Or maybe it's just something about traumatic injuries. That well, and she was like getting some- made fun of by that asshole of a yeah you got some asshole of a cable news reporter i don't making fun i don't think we'll get any of these answers in terrifier 2 because i think terrifier 2 is going to be the second great horror romance actually (laughs) that would be hell of a story it was they were good god the the, one of the producers of terrifier a producer of terrifier 2 yes said we were three days away from wrapping up shooting on terrifier 2 when the stay-at-home orders took in place I feel like you could probably squeeze in three days really quick. I mean, really? I mean, I assume they have since then. You can't get creative and just shoot shots that have one person in them or two people responsibly (laughs) distanced or have Art the Clown in it but put, like, a mask underneath his mask. I mean, come on. Look, I did a bad job at the 30-second plot synopsis. I got two weeds. I got two in the weeds on my subject-verb agreement with the how many sisters, how many of her sisters. I don't know why that's And you really stumbled on the tip-to-tail part of it. Yeah, I did. Tail I'm, tip. I'm telling Mark, I had this old ass beer and it was not good. <laughs> no, my tongue was fine. It tasted fine, but I do not feel fine. I feel very strange. Uh, you've been <laughs> you've been possessed by the spirit of Art the Clown. It couldn't man. have been that shot of Jameson you did three seconds before. No, no definitely not. That <laughs> yeah. has nothing to do <laughs> no, with anything. It was the six percent beer. It was that. That's the only thing keeping me sane right now. <laughs> Jesus, dude, unfucking real. Uh, either way. Uh-huh. Let's talk about what in the fuck subgenres of horror this movie fits into. I'm going to go with slasher to start. Yeah. Splatter. Hundo P. I'm going to go for splatter it's to start. Absolutely it. splatter, yes. It's kind of all it is. But it is absolutely Holiday. splatter. Yeah. It's a Halloween movie, kind of. Through and through. Because they say it Halloween. Yeah, well, they, yeah, they, they like the, artificially there, inserted a jack-o'-lantern into the pizza parlor after the fact. Because they wanted it to be more of a Halloween yeah, it, movie. It was well. It was officially more of a Halloween movie than Halloween, but I digress. <laughs> they they say it's Halloween night, but then when they need to pee outside, they point out how stupid that is because there is nobody on the streets at like midnight. Yeah, it's not the right part of town. It's, though. Yeah, it's yeah. New York. Everybody goes to bed at like eight p.m. Famous <laughs> that city is, what is I've famous heard. for going to bed early. Yep. For sleeping, the city yeah. that only sleeps, or whatever. <laughs> Oh shit! Uh, That's it. it. Clowns is clowns a sub subgenre? No, I believe. No, I think no. Colrophobia is on here. I don't know. Let me check. Shit. <laughs> also, search for clowns. Clowns subgenre. My God, clowns is not on here. I'm adding it. Yeah, it's got to be. Killer clowns. How did dude? we get through? I have no killer idea. clowns. It. We've gotten through a lot of them. Yeah. We haven't reviewed uh, it actually. Believe it or not. Oh really? Yeah. Wait, is that true? Yeah. I feel like we talked about it for. We talked about it a bunch. I don't think we ever reviewed it though. I don't need to do it then. It's fine. (laughs) Good. That wasn't on the table. We're not doing a draft right now. (laughs) Well, I'm just saying. Jake wants more picks. He's already going to get a bonus pick this round. He wants like three extra picks. 
I to clarify, I already got guys. My not, sinuses is like filled up, and I blame this old ass beer I just tried to drink. Gonna get Jack. What the fuck? I am. My face is leaking. <laughs> it's probably the smoke Mutating that's pouring in eyes. right now. No, it's happened in the last five minutes. I'm stuffed up. Are you having an allergic reaction? I don't know. <laughs> Are you allergic to peanuts? Something's happening. I need to fucking scarecrow. Are you okay? <laughs> All right, I'm back. There's no other sub sub genres or sub genres or genres we can. There's nothing. What? And so now is a good transition to what this movie does right because this movie is a horror movie through and through. This is just your simple horror movie. They're not. They're not trying to do anything else. Yeah, it's a grindy '80s throwback slasher. Hell yeah! Uh, And that's a that's a that's a respectable thing. Yeah, although it's not what I should have talked about first because there's one thing this movie does so much better than anything else, and it's Art the Clown. Art the Clown is a sublime villain, an iconic villain. I think I picked him the well, year I watched this the first time. I picked that as my villain of the year. It's weird to see a like should have that would have been a good idea a pre iconic villain like a villain that is going to be iconic. This is a cult classic, maybe. I think it is. Um, I don't know if it has yeah. the notoriety quite yet that it needs. Maybe Terrifier oh, no, Two fut- will be big enough that it'll mark. Like, yeah, it's a, it's fu- a future it's cult. Future, cult future okay, yeah, dude. presumed cult classic status. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. No, agreed. Art the Clown makes this movie. If it wasn't for that character, this would be a lot more run-of-the-mill, even with what I think is like a really well-done homage to that style of movie. You know what we're talking about, listener. It's like the grainy, grimy, everybody-gets-murdered-in-horribly brutal ways, although it looks kind of janky intentionally. Uh, 80s-ish thing. Late 70s, early 80s. Uh, Really impeccable styling. Really impeccable, but art is a motherfucker. Yeah, he he typifies so, he typifies the whole thing, and he's he's equal parts clown, mime, hobo, and monster. And the the yep. the effects of it, like the thing that really nails it down as an absolutely iconic horror villain, even if we haven't heard of him yet, is the use of props that he has, all the way from his tiny little hat that gets pulled off in the one scene, yeah, to nice. like the fact that he stalks the one lady while riding a children's a child's tricycle. You know, every every time this movie wants to get serious and bloody and disgusting, it punctuates it with a visual gag of him doing some type of like street magic or riding around on a on a tricycle or, you know, whatever. Even one of the most violent scenes is affected with him and a homemade flail that has like sharp things on the end of chains. Yeah, it's insane. At the end, at the end, at one of the, I don't I actually can't even remember when this occurs in the movie, I think it's during the penultimate chase sequence. He's running after this lady and she finally closes the door on him. He can barely reach through and he's like being all menacing and stuff. And then he disappears for a second and then he sticks a horn through and goes, burr, 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 burr. yeah, <laughs> that's right before he hits her with the truck. Yeah. Well, yeah, exactly. <laughs> before he brutally murders her. Oh. No. And eats her face. Okay. Attempts yeah. to brutally murder her. But successfully eats her face. And it's not... Yeah, so the props are great. The design of Art the Clown is fucking fantastic. Oh, my God. It's just pretty simple clown, but, like, a little bit of prosthesis to make his facial his, features his more His facial sharp. features are crazy. And then the teeth. Oh, my and God, the, the mouth. the teeth are so fucking It has terrifying. that sort of thing. Yeah, teeth can go a long way. The, the closest thing that I can think of that's in a movie that, like, more people have seen is the mouth of Sauron in The Lord of the Rings. Yeah. Um... And it is like an overly large, decaying mouth that he uses to great effect multiple times in this movie, mostly just with a smile. Like it, it, it the first scene in the pizza parlor with the smile. You, you've seen it if you've seen the trailer. 
but the way that it lingers on him is unsettling. Well, and that's what set me up to know, like, this is going to be something different when I was watching it. It's like yeah. that scene in the pizza parlor with his just locked in on his face that doesn't move in these crazy yeah. extreme facial expressions yeah. for, like, 45 seconds of the movie. Well, and it's like the uncomfortable length where it's just static. It's you don't so really get that in a silent. trailer. Yeah, it's yeah. just so bizarre. It's fantastic. And it's the part, and- I, I talk about this every fucking week, and I apologize, listener, but it's it's part, it's part. when the viewer, or when the person in the movie starts to think that they might be in a horror movie, and the mood starts to shift. Like, up until that point, he's just a weirdo on Halloween with a great costume. And then you see his, like, rotting demonic teeth, and you're like, oh, fuck who is this <laughs> yeah this is a little bit different <laughs> yeah art the clown is is what this movie does right most of all primarily but because also, I mean, let's talk- it's one of the only things that it does right like this is a very yeah. simple on rails slasher and it well that's rests its laurels on how good its villain is and it does that successfully because it's villain rules that's kind of what the first thing I actually mentioned in this segment, right? This is a simple homage to this kind of, like, grindhouse horror, and they do a really good job of not overcomplicating it. Like, he took shorts that he had made before and found a way to make a feature-length movie or, like, an 82-minute movie uh, without fucking it up by adding too much plot. Like, we, we love Adam Sandberg. Adam Sandberg, right? Uh, Adam Andy, Sandler, yes. Andy Sandberg? Not it. I'm combining... <laughs> Adam Sandler? Who's the lights out? Who's the lights out guy? Ryan Sanborn. <laughs> Who's the lights out guy? Uh, Adam Sandberg. You had it right. It's S-A-M-B-E-R-G, though. Not Sandberg. Good. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Adam Adam Sandberg. He took his awesome lights out short and made a decent but movie that suffered because of how ah, he expanded David, to David a David Sandberg. Movie. And David F. Sandberg. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. And it is David with a F. The F's important. It is. I remember he was a, he was one of those initial guys. Um, there's probably another David Sandler. Adam in S. The, Sandler. Like, SAG Guild or something. Sure. Um, but uh, this movie, he does a fantastic job capturing what was great about the shorts he made and the anthology he made and not going overcomplicating it, not writing too much into it, not forcing it into a larger thing. He just expanded it in a natural way into a feature-length movie, and that's he did a great job. He captured yeah. what was great about it. Yeah, it, and just I agree with you, and I agree with what Mark said, and the simplicity of this style of movie allows for it because you can just do set piece after set piece of kills until it just sort of ends. Yeah. And there's also nothing wrong with that given the style of movie that you're trying to make because that's not no one's going to see that and be like, fucking bravo, work of art. But no. you're going to watch it and be like, yeah, that's the thing. That's Yep, nailed it. And that's what this did. Now, Very all, simple. All of that said, I do hope that in Terrifier 2, we are able to explore the roots of Art the Clown in his childhood mental hospital, uh, where he was tortured by a very specific villain that had like some type of uh, like maybe Nazi background, tattoo. something like that. Let's inject some story s- into it. You know what I mean? I don't want to spoil all yeah, Hallow's Eve. But- let's definitely go that direction. Let's do the origin story. Those only work well. I'm I'm for it, Mark. Perfect. You're a genius. Let's set it. I don't want to. Let's set in the same universe as New Mutants. Yep, that's good too. Uh huh. (laughs) Like I I might have to bleep this because I'm going to spoil All Hallows Eve. Isn't he expressly an alien? Oh God! Like Jack, you're pop quizzing me on a thing I watched a long time ago. Well, the third segment of uh the first segment is thanks Jack the devil raped by the devil and art is there, so he's demonic. But the third segment is 
she sees a glowing light crash into the ground. There's an alien spaceship, and Art the Clown then starts attacking her. So he's he's, he's like expressly an alien. So he's also a killer clown from outer space. Pretty much. I mean, oh, cool. he could. Whoa, they need to get that IP together. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> if he doesn't kill somebody in Cotton Candy in the next movie, then I am I'm, out. I'm straight out. <laughs> yeah. Then they have ruined out. this one. We're fucking well, done another until thing Terrifier this movie 3 does... comes out. Yeah. Another movie, this thing, another thing, this movie does quite oh, right. God I'm so it. fucked up. Is the uh, <laughs> way he does kill people. The the gore is great. Yeah, in the yes, Jack. In the way that like it's not going to be too disturbing, despite how incredibly gruesome it is. It is so it's, gruesome. Uh, it's so gruesome that but it campy. Yeah, it's campy, gruesome, over the top, but also not bad. I don't think I would call this campy. It's not, I mean, like, if you were to tell me campy gore, I would expect, like, gushing blood geysers so shooting is all it over too, the place. So is it too realistic? Is it too a visceral? Little, they, a little uh, too visceral. What I would say I'll is it, they go for shocking realism with just an ounce of exaggerated gore to make it seem a little, I mean, there's if, a lot of practical, like, clay masks or um, whatever plastic yeah. masks that are exploding and no, I, I buy that. That's it. That's out. But this is, but this yeah, is you've definitely- won me over. Definitely closer to the realism side than the campy blood explosions. Agreed. Agreed. I don't think this movie is without camp, just to be clear. But I will... I'll go with you there. I, I think that that's a better way to put that. That being said, that... I said that a lot there. Matched and with twice what, while you were explaining how many oof, times you said it. Uh, matched with what Mark had said earlier about how they'll just insert like a little horn thing. It keeps you enough like on the side of what's happening that it's not going to make you... If you're... It, if you're a seasoned horror watcher, I don't think you're going to have anything that you see here that makes you uncomfortable. No, it's, I disagree. It's, uh, it still feels. No, 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 no. Yeah. Hold on. I okay, when he that. rips off her underwear and starts with the hacksaw from between the legs straight down, that was like. Oh! It's still. It's still. I don't know. It's. It still manages to be fun. It's still fun. It is still even fun. though it's no, fucking mean. Yeah, like I, I, maybe that's the it's warped mind of a horror viewer. No, yeah, it's super mean, but it it whatever magic dust it puts on this movie is still fun. It's not making me squirm. No, I I agree, and that made me. I don't know if I should feel bad about myself for that. Probably. It's, it's, yeah, it's the magic. You watched on a plane, so clearly <laughs> you didn't care. You didn't think it was over the line. No, I thought it was very over the line. I was trying to hide my. Oh screen. God! But you continued. I was doing the elbow thing. Yeah, until my wife closed my computer. <laughs> I would have loved it Whatever. if it did that thing where like she closes the computer and it turns off all the other connections so it just starts playing the movie at like full volume. <laughs> <laughs> the movie's actually pretty quiet. Well, except for all the screaming the pro- and blood. <laughs> There's a lot of gross noises, but the protagonist doesn't scream that much. No. She's and kind of a art badass. is completely silent. Art which is, is which is great. That's another thing it is, it's right? It's so scary. <laughs> that's borderline neat pick, but it escalated. Yeah. I put it in right. I that's just part of art though. I mean so he's a he's a mime clown, that. you know. Mime's Yes, it's great. It, it yep. Yeah. Of the world. All very well realized. The last thing I had for uh does right was I kinda like I for for as silly as art is, I kinda like that at a certain point he just fucking pulls a gun and shoots somebody. That was hilarious. <laughs> I mean, in a way, that is its own piece of comedy, and in that, and yeah. and it fits with his character accordingly. But I also just like he is out here to murder the fuck out of people. He's not doing a bit or whatever. Like he he's doing that on the side, but like he's here to injure and kill you. And if you're yeah. gonna get away from him, 
He's just gonna fucking pull a gun and shoot you. Actually, shoot you in the Mark, femoral artery. Mark the the gun is actually a perfect example of what we were just talking about. Where I'm trying to grapple with like my feelings and how it made, like it didn't make me super uncomfortable, despite how incredibly gruesome it is. Because the gun sequence, he gets frustrated with the fact that like he has to go back and like get a new clip or whatever, right? So like he's walking away and he's like shaking his head and then he's fucking like doing everything he has to do and it takes a long time and he comes back and he's like, God, get over with it, God! <laughs> Just like pumping her full of bullets. Well, yeah, and another thing that, that does explain like the tone of violence this movie has is when he's going after her as Achilles tendon with the scalpel. Yeah. And he's just like stabbing into her leg. It's not showing you exactly. He's just like jamming around in there. Yeah. And it's not because there are movies that like do an Achilles tendon cut scene. Yeah. That is like I have to cringe and cover my eyes. And this isn't that. He's just like yeah. going nuts in the somewhere around the back of her leg. And all yeah. that said, I do just want to pause and reflect on the fact that this movie of all the movies we have reviewed is the one that made Jake grapple with his emotions. <laughs> I'm comfortable with that. <laughs> uh, that's pretty much all I had and does right. But I also should note at this point, I brought the wrong notepad to work today. So my notes are at work. Uh, oh, your, your nitpicks my, are going to be fucked. I don't have a lot. Uh, yeah, I lost a track of a lot of my nitpicks. Uh, your your yeah. notes are in a courtroom on a judge's bench somewhere. Also, when my assistant goes to get my like uh, f- dictation machine to, to to write down all my dictations, I hope she doesn't look too hard at that notebook. Wait, did you did you try to illustrate there. some of the scenes? <laughs> some crude drawings. I did a sketch of the cutting in half scene. Good, an artist's interpretation. Yeah, it's like compare the cutting in half scene in this movie to Bone Tomahawk, and it's so much less. You gruesome. cannot. Yes. It's they're very similar in terms of what's actually. This shown. one takes about seventeen times longer, but the other it's one made me want to somehow. fucking die. Yeah, and this one was funny. <laughs> well, <laughs> I I don't know. This movie's weird. <laughs> Whatever tone it was going weird. for, it hit it impeccably. No, he yes. gets the tone. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. What do we have in the movie? Does middle. I think in a movie like this that is very straightforward and does its thing and then gets the hell out of there, there isn't really. Anything to weigh in on middle? I completely agree with I'm that. With you. I this, got nothing. To every, this is a movie of extremes. Yep. So let's talk about the other end. It's all just way what? too erotic, right? I mean, <laughs> okay. <laughs> I mean, you're not wrong. <laughs> well, okay, hold on. <laughs> that was that was mostly a joke. I just wanted to get that out there. <laughs> mostly, ninety percent of a joke. I mean, look. Ninety percent of a joke and ten percent of he jacked off to this movie. Maybe this is kind of what it actually does middle because it is is part of this problem of it's paying homage to that kind of exploitative '80s movie. You could even call it an exploitation movie. If which you, is a is this bad the, if you set out to make a bad movie, you're going to make a bad movie. Yeah, and it's like a you set out to make you set out to pay homage to a problematic genre of movie. hundred percent. You have a problematic movie, and he does. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yes, that is its own wrong. But it just needs to be said, and then we need to move on, I guess. Exactly. Because it's just, it's so just reality. In middle. Yeah. Oh, that's middle. I, I, I'm i sliding it I back see. to middle. I see. Now we can go to wrong. I see. Okay. Oh. Yeah, gotcha. Yeah. Uh, and I'll say the, the cat lady. I don't so like annoying. She doesn't really anything. belong here. She, so annoying. She doesn't fit the rest of this movie. They, is, but I feel like they're just trying to do a thing where it's like, oh, let's put in like one of those tropey characters. How about a gypsy? And then it's like, oh, God. <laughs> 
I but mean, they problematic do it in a way movies. where like the gypsy coexisted with Art. It seems like for a while, and then like just tonight, it it culminated. And then he ripped her breasts off, as you do. Part of her hair. That's a nitpick I'm going to remember. Good. Okay, you reminded me of one of my nitpicks. Yeah, you're welcome. I don't Thank know. you. Um, yeah, and it's just like for a movie that is so precisely the tone it was going for for the whole movie that that woman never fits in it. No, I. It was kind of annoying. It, yeah, uh, it's not when the protagonist first. It's padding, what? and it seems like it's a way of closing the gap between when the original protagonist is killed and when her sister arrives, but provides yes. enough oh, breathing shit. room for like shit to happen to the dead body, I guess. I agree. I have to go back to something the movie does right really quick. Okay. Oh, Dude, no, no ta- we're gone. We passed it. No, you're giving me a quick time warp. Jake, this podcast is nothing without strict adherence to our segments. It's a quick time warp, okay? Okay, okay. Um, Wait, 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 hold on, hold on, hold on. Let's do the time warp again. Yeah, sing sing the song. It's a time warp again. It's Jake is young. Nope. Wow. Nope. Um, Wow. Just jump to the left. There's so much you could have done there, and you just did an Angus Young version of... The wrong lyrics to the time warp. It's actually like a Brian Johnson. Um, here's <laughs> no, it wasn't. Here's the thing. <laughs> I do, I do want an ACDC. I do want ACDC to cover the entire Rocky Horror. Oh, can you show imagine how shreddy that would get? It'd be awesome. It, yeah, dude, here's that'd be the thing. Sick. I liked how I liked the initial protagonist, Tara. Yeah, she's rad. She's and a badass. I liked how they were just like, we're just gonna kill her. <laughs> yeah, that was cool. There's we no fun. There's sort like of a final girl, movie. but not it's but not it's her the sister. trope of a final girl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they kill her, and then her sister kind of like just jumps in right from there. Yeah. I, I like that. That was cool. Yeah. Okay, we're back to what it does wrong. Okay, it's a time warp again. Okay. <laughs> <Jeez>. <laughs> I like that you stuck with it. You put your hands on your hips. Okay, well, <laughs> I do not understand your brain at all. This is baffling. I think one of the <laughs> things the that this movie does. Singing. I think one of the Thanks, things Mark, the because does... Jake is just doing purely visual bits from me. <laughs> he's just he's just gyrating like a nincompoop. He's still he's going. Turning me on. Though, I mean, I'll that's kind of what that song is. But it's all just too erotic. The whole episode. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we already touched on this a little bit, but more with All Hallows Eve. I think the biggest thing that this movie does wrong is the supernatural twist that it takes with art, like. Yeah, that's purely why, force. Why, why you gotta make sequel? him like all the way dead and then come back to life? I don't know. That just that yeah. cheapens the whole thing. It makes him less of a psychopath and more of a alien monster, or whatever. Now I will say that I would have a lot of nitpicks with how he survived and was just c- completely functional after a lot of the wounds he took if he were not a supernatural killer. But at the same time... Wait, you were with that? No, no, I would have had a lot of nitpicks with that. Oh, yeah, he got clown death like 35 times in this movie. Yeah. Didn't fucking phase him. Yeah, yeah that scalpel went so deep into his shoulder, like he wouldn't be able to use that arm. He got murdered. But see, I kind I kind of like that approach of like, I, you said clown death, right? Like, that's all part yeah. of the act where there's it's, this it's comic sla- of it is slapstick. It's like he's yeah. a superhero in some way. But if you it, like, it's legitimately it's blow his head off and then he's fine at the end, then it's kind of It's kind of like, like early Michael Myers, yeah. right? Where you can just take, you don't fucking know how much of a beating this is. Yeah, he's a, me- he's he's a, a meat shield. Like, it is slapstick. Yeah. Yeah, this is a splat stick movie. But Mark, I yes, do agree with you. Point. That it felt it felt solely for a sequel, and I don't think it even had to feel like that because I don't think it was 
solely for a sequel. I think it's because the Art the Clown was a supernatural character to begin with, but the way but it, it comes plays well in into the movie, realm of yeah, sequel them. The only like it ju- it feels like it's just for a sequel, which sucks. I mean, they definitely built it for that. The way they the way they finished it off, I think they kind of knew what they had a little bit. It's a I mean, it's a small movie, but still, what did this cost to make? That's a good question. I'm gonna look it up. Just know. continue. Talk amongst yourselves. hundred thousand dollars. Oh that wow, that's pretty small. Oh yeah. That's honestly all I had and does wrong. We've touched on all of it. This is a horror movie ass horror movie, and if you like the things that are associated with that, then they're good. And if you don't like them, they're bad. That's <laughs> yep. and they will be very bad. Like the other thing that I'll put is that this movie is going to be for not. Almost very many people will not. This is not for holy shit. Yeah, this is. This I could is, not uh, have said it better myself, Jake. Very many people. This is not for. <laughs> very much bad. <laughs> yeah. Uh, should we, Mark? You want to blow that whistle? This is hard for me. I don't have any nitpicks. This, so. is, a, this is a hard movie to nitpick for me because of the clowny nature of it. Oh, no, there's clear nitpicks, though. The one I was reminded of yeah. was when she's laying down, you can see the like shape of her scalp that was cut off, the, the cat lady, and he cut off her breasts, and it is he has a full head of hair, a full wig when he that he has assumed when he's oh my god to see her. so that hairline doesn't match up with what he cut off for the cat lady i keep going I'm back gonna, to things i'm going to call clown physics right. on this one clown physics clown physics i keep going back to things i want to say that this movie did right it's a because great movie. the where he's coming up out of like the weird sub basement with her hair on and like he's got her like breasts over like that Ugh. from it's a wide it's like a wild oh bill thing oh my god that was, fu- and it's dark, and it's just him and, like, his pale skin There's thing. There's recently been that it Twitter so thread of, like, people saying, like, post one shot from a horror movie that's going to stick with you. And that wouldn't be, like, my go-to, but that's going to stick with me. That could be posted to that thread, that shot. <laughs> You'd also it's just a, be the weirdo really who had that, drop. like, queued up on his computer. Like, wow, that took you 12 seconds to rip onto my poll? Whoa. It's actually <laughs> not, you already it's have not that dissimilar. <laughs> To compare it to another shot from an equally great film, it's not that dissimilar to the one where the um, bef- when you think it might still be a haunting. This is kind of a spoiler, but I think everyone's seen this movie now because it won like a billion Oscars. Uh, where he's coming out of the you basement said the movie in yet. I'm forgetting the name, and I'm Parasite? hoping you're going to step in Parasite, and he's like coming out of the basement <laughs> in the background. You gave me some whiskey, dude. What do you? By, you, by you, the way, listener, I consider myself heroic for being able to interpret Jake's nonsense. Yeah, he was. You looking. have known me for like thirty I had, years. I've known you for just as long, and I had no idea what you. Yeah, were saying. but you're a nincompoop. Okay, fair. Guys, mean, guys, but fair. We're all nincompoops. <laughs> it's part of the brand. Here's another nitpick: chains oh. and locks don't hit pry. She does the worst job. She has like a pipe or a crowbar shaped thing and she's like just hitting the padlock with it instead of just trying to pry the small four set screws off of the the surface that they're into there. I have I have a question for you. Yeah. Do you expect this character to know that? <sighs> Jack's like the type of player who would go into a D&D match and like min-max stuff, you know. Doesn't care at oh, all. Totally. About the Mark, I knew you, I knew everything that you just Mark, said. You know that is blatantly false. <laughs> you knew I have not min maxed my character whatsoever. <laughs> we have a D we have a D and D game on the side, listener, and uh we all suck. <laughs> is a None of us even and, attempted to and, do the best things for our character. We just immediately all spiraled into it just nonsense. 
on this point, on this exact point, one of the first things that happened was Mark and I came across a locked uh, <laughs> wagon, and my character punched it until the lock exploded and killed I us all. I fucking hate you guys. <laughs> they wouldn't even let me be a part of it, because I wanted to be Dolph Lundgren, and I would punch things. <laughs> and then you were like, no, you can't play, because you're going to be Dolph Lundgren and punch things. And then Accurate. that's your story? Yeah. I fucking hate you. You just stole my part. <laughs> I was like, oh, you were like, this guy has too good of an idea. We're cutting him out. Yeah, he was jealous. <laughs> fucking dick. <laughs> But, I see. But either way, and that's another thing that comes up from All Hallows' Eve, is characters not knowing how to interact with locks or chains. But, Mark, that's a very good point. I don't want to presume what this woman's going to know. There you go. And I will say that it is maybe... I mean, you can you can hit... I've seen in other movies where the character will hit, like try and hit downward on a padlock with a sledgehammer or a mallet to try and like, there pop are, it. There, there are certain locks, Mark, that you can hit in a precise spot, and it can release the the latch mechanism. Totally. There you go. But so neat of... pick, then, huh? <laughs> no, it was already this isn't a one neat of pick. them, and she wasn't hitting it right for that. It was already a neat pick because you wouldn't know what to do anyway. It was a neat pick because she's a woman. No, Jack. <laughs> God, I can't believe how insensitive you are, Jake. Jesus. Fuck you! Don't turn this around on me. You guys didn't let me join your game, and you stole my bit. You Dicks. could be a celebrity guest star. Shut up. Jake, we, we played a role-playing <laughs> game with you where you essentially played Dolph Lundgren. I didn't essentially. I did. It. You, you hated it. Well, because you, you, you got Jake, mad at me for <laughs> being my character. Jake, we were trying to I, interview a grieving this. widow, and you punched her multiple times. That was that was your move. I, I felt like it was an interrogation thing. Something was going on there. It didn't sit right. Okay. <laughs> I got a, I got, I have a knee pick. Uh, Tara, the initial final girl, played by Jenna Cannell. She's great. She looked like Neve Campbell a lot. She kind of does. Okay. That's its own neat pick. Sure. She was I thought she was really She does pretty. a great job in this. And she was she was great. Every yeah. very pretty. Also true. <laughs> yes. I fell in love with her. Yes. A little bit. Yeah, absolutely. Which is a weird thing. I didn't go into this movie expecting that. <laughs> but she did she did a better job than this movie needed or probably should have had. She Jake, did a better job looking than everyone else in except all Arthur the Clown wrong by places. far. Mark, I already found love, you'll find. Eh, that's a good point. J- Jack, Jack, hold on. Can you cue in like a like a live action, like a live audience? Aww, thing. Aww. <laughs> Mark, how how long this episode is going to come out till Christmas with demands like that? <laughs> Do you have any idea how many sound effects you maybe put in the last podcast? No, any I idea? To it. Oh, I you sucked so after so many demands <laughs> about fucking the. Uh, Bustin makes me feel good. Oh, I yeah. did all of that. I, all in. Yeah, I, I, now I did different cuts those. of it too. <laughs> Listener, you might want to come to Patreon. You can listen to Bustin makes me feel good. It does. Ghost Bustin makes me feel good. <laughs> I have a nitpick with one of the questions that she's asked immediately when on on the Mari Povich show or whatever the fuck daytime television. Mari, what the why? On. That's I don't a great. Know, that was the first one great. that came to mind. It was a very yeah 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 yeah. yeah so so yeah. this this poor girl is on the TV ostensibly for the first time uh, since this horrible massacre has occurred. She is very clearly blind. One of her eyes is just gone, and the other one is a glass eye, I think, or some type of magical orb. She's blind. She's just full is on she? blind. She has to be. She's yes, she is definitely one hundred percent blind. And the first question that the reporter asked is when you see when you saw yourself for the first time, what did you think? What the hell is the dilly with that nonsense? Who is this who is this 
reporter lady. Bitch. Uh, well, she did kill her in the end, so that's a valid point. And so she her. got her. So it's a neat pick. Upgrade. Yes. I might have more nitpicks. I remember having more nitpicks, but I left my notes at the office. Oh, okay. So I'll, oh, I'll just start out at the beginning of that. So I, I actually had another nitpick that's just a question that I want to come back in with, which is how do do bug how do bug bombs work, and are they effective <laughs> against rats? Yeah, yeah. I, Mark, you've reminded me of another nitpick that I'm sure I had in my notes. That I, I am not a pest service expert or specialist or trained for that in any way, but the fact that it's called a bug bomb would indicate to me it's not appropriate for rats. I don't think you can gas rats. I mean, I'm sure you could gas. I don't think gas is the right tool to get rats out of a building. It, well, they definitely stay in the building. <laughs> yeah, it didn't work at all. Well, they haven't started yet either. Uh, yeah, that's, that strikes me as something that like Wile E. Coyote would, would order from Acme Enterprise. It'd be like, bug bomb plus rats at the bottom written in like colored pencil. <laughs> yeah, just ri- yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But yeah, why wouldn't they just say roaches? That's equally that's equally icky and actually something that you would get a with a bug bomb. Yes, and it wouldn't prevent you from having rats in your creepy shot later, which they obviously wanted to do. Right. It so yeah, okay. So very so I'm knocking this down on story. Is is the punchline here? Like at that's least three fair. or four points. That's fair. <laughs> three or four points. Wow. Yep. Okay. Well only thing I didn't like, I have just a couple to insert here, small. Only thing I didn't like about initial protagonist Tara is that she, instead of like double tapping his brain with that whatever two by four, that eh, could not have been a two by four. I don't know what it was. Killing him mercilessly, she taunted him. But then, kind of a neat pick, she ended up getting like pumped with bullets, which is <laughs> should have fucking double tapped that. Uh, secondarily, I actually I don't know if this is a nitpick or a neat pick, but one of the radio things when it was talking about quote Sam Hain was hilarious that was very good yeah uh, on, along the same lines as your first Tara one yeah. the guy who like saves her not my first the guy Tara one too. was that she is a cute as a button well that's just until that, she yeah. gets shot in the face 17 times she's probably still pretty cute uh, I chose her <laughs> uh, I mean she is no she's dead afterward never mind I was gonna say she's a murderer afterward oh so. she is extraordinarily dead after yeah, he shoots her so many times yeah she survives so much, though. Here's a neat pick. He, your nitpick. He shot her in the femoral artery, and she survived for like another thirty-five minutes. Yeah, she would have lasted. Exploded her leg. She would have maybe lasted like forty-five seconds. It exploded her leg. You know what they say about the femoral artery? No. Got the femoral artery. That's it. You're 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 done. Let's go to ratings. <laughs> We over at ADC Horror use a 1 through 10 rating system to rate the movies we watch. For one, think of how you'd rate Nigel Thornberry's animal calling skills. Oh, Jesus. And for 10, think of how David Levinson would rate his need to go faster. Must go faster. Stories, first category to rate these movies. I picked this thing I'm going to rate for story. I'm giving it a 6 for story. It is slightly above average. It isn't anything to write home about in the story department, but it is elegant in its simplicity, and I like that very much. I talked about how other shorts adapted into feature-length films don't do as well. This does exactly what it needs to do, uh, and it doesn't do too much, and it does it very well. The like, There's knocks on it, obviously, for the cat lady, etc. We talked about it, but it's uh, just overall, uh, I'm going to call it an elegant 
elegantly written movie. Jake. Elegant. Yep. Yeah. This movie is nothing if not elegant. I agree with everything you said. I gave it a four. It's very simple, Jack. It's very simple. <laughs> it is. This is a it movie is. of set pieces where a clown murders people on Halloween, and that is it. Yeah. It's four. Yeah. I'm going to agree with everything both of you said. I'm going to give it a three. <laughs> <laughs> Fair dog. <laughs> I you could you could talk me into uh, bumping this up because we have we have given credit before where simplicity is to the benefit of the movie as a whole, and I think in this case that is probably true. But yeah, it is kind of impossible to sidestep how bare bones the story is. It is a yeah at best a scaffold upon which the rest of the meat and viscera of this movie are hung upon. <laughs> Upon which they're hung upon. That's yep. such a great visual. Okay. <laughs> uh, world building and immersion in a second category. I'm giving it a seven for world building and immersion. This movie is enthralling. Whether you like it or don't like it, you're going to be glued to the fucking screen, I imagine. Oh, uh, or totally repulsed. But, yeah. Like, I was kind of thrown off at first by just like the irritating nature with which these two women were talking to one another after being drunk on a Halloween night. But then like- Well, it was the- mostly the friend. Yeah. Yeah, then art, th- but also them talking. Don't about- shot, was- don't talk shit about Tara, dude. That was a nitpick, though. I guess I should have talked about. It. They were gonna, they were gonna DUI. Two no, she times. was not letting her. Well, she was gonna sober up by eating a slice of pizza. She seemed half pretty, a slice she of cheese. She seemed pretty sober anyway. She was oh. probably being extra careful. She's oh. like, I had a beer. I'll have some pizza, <laughs> and you'll Either be way, better. But then Art the Clown comes in immediately, and you're like, okay, this is okay. Okay, here we go. Now this is what I'm into. I was enthralled from this movie from start to finish, even though it is crazy it's uh it's one that'll keep kept my attention anyway jake you gave it a seven yeah okay i gave it a six i i this is a movie that if you can withstand like the first few minutes honestly if you watch the trailer and it's interesting that's what you get so if you are watching the movie chances are you are going to be plenty immersed in it (laughs) it is just set pieces it's just murder set pieces i don't know jake the people behind me on the plane were watching the movie and they were not engrossed they probably should have stopped watching it. That's kind of one of those situations he where you can't allow believe what's happening. To. It's more about the situation than than the movie itself at that point. I'm talking people who see it or go in, whatever. If, you, if you're watching this movie, you're immersed in the set pieces because that's what it's about, and you kind of know that. Yeah. Mark? Yeah, I think that's accurate. If you're choosing to watch this, then you're probably immersed. Jack, you said whether or not you like it or don't like it you're immersed i that that's just straight up wrong <laughs> this would be yeah i, I literally i feel like it's very easily that. to be repulsed <laughs> yeah yeah i, re- I retract now that. all that said i do agree with you much more than i agree with jake i gave this movie a 6 because if nice. you're seeking this out jake i thought you said 3 jake what did you give it i gave a it a 6, six. Oh. <laughs> Fuck you, man. My bad. My bad. Listener, he reacted very, uh, as you would expect him to when I said that. I thought he gave it a three. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I also gave it a six. Uh, Yeah, if you're choosing to see this, seek this out, then you know what you're getting into. But in spirit, your grade was closer to mine. We should stop drinking whiskey early in the episode. (laughs) But in spirit, your grade was closer to mine. Jack's really bad at the peer pressure thing. He literally didn't have to do anything. He literally (laughs) said, said, no, it's fine. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> oh god uh let's get to take us into scare factor this is gonna be a seven for scare factor for me i think like we've talked about this is a visceral movie with a lot of gore that is affecting it's not like it's not antichrist it's not like making me squirm but i think it would make my wife squirm for sure it is distressing this is a really good it's like realistic enough and then there's just horrifying fucking things happening and up until the end, the fact that he's just kind of like a... Well, I think Art the Clown is, is a big part of why this is so scary. 
No, you don't fucking shit. anything about this guy. Just Look a at fucking him. psychopath. Yeah. Look at him. Just a fucking psychopath with a trash bag. Uh, this, this movie is scary. It's a seven. Jake. With a smile full of the devil's teeth. <laughs> I, dude, I I gave it a six. This movie made me, talking about this movie, made me have, I'm, I'm coming to terms with some things about myself. <laughs> the fact that I was not more bothered. You got sexually aroused during the, the cutting half The fact scene, that you were giggling the entire time was very strange. <laughs> yeah, I, I just, I was manic. Frankly, uh, I don't know. I don't know what to say. I, this is a very good character, and he himself is frightening. There are terrible things that happen in this movie. All of it was done with a, like, the dial on the comedic factor turned up as much as it could have been, yeah. given the circumstances, but it's a weird balance where it's still gruesome and This movie knows shocking. what it is. It's shocking, uh, and I feel like a bad person. I gave it a six. Yeah, Mark. Yeah, we're in lockstep on this one. I gave it a seven. Uh, yeah, I, this is the type of movie. It's not actively scary. I do well. I found this to be disturbing, but it didn't really linger with me. However, this would be the type of movie that, like, you could show to a like twelve-year-old kid who had never been out of the state of Utah and just be like, "Yeah, this is what New York is like," and it would fuck them up for life. Like, this has <laughs> this has the possibility to really mess somebody up. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It was a fucked up movie. We should show it to one of our friends that we're about to talk to. <laughs> oh, dude, I'm saying this would have fucked that guy up. <laughs> oh, shit. Um, all right, that's going to take us into effects or judicious lack thereof. I'm giving it another seven. Uh, this movie is great in the effects room. There's only a couple of things that don't look really good. I think when he tries to turn the pizzeria owner into a jack-o'-lantern, the effects of like trying to light those parts of his face on fire look really bad. <laughs> um, I forgot about that. They do look terrible. Yeah, when he cuts the guy's head off, it's like a super, super clean line. I don't think that's <laughs> not even a stylistic choice. It's just this movie does a lot. That's how they accomplish. It's absolutely the... not perfect. It's a seven for me. It's really good. It's laudable. It's not perfect. Jake. Seven and a half for me. I totally agree. I, this is a labor of love, and a lot of this, I think, was to like have fun making really kind of cool, schlocky horror, schlocky yeah. practical effects happen on screen. I really enjoyed that. The only other thing that I had, I have to add, I guess, is the just to reiterate on the sound aspect. Not a ton to write home about here, but I do like the commitment to the character of Art the Clown to make him totally silent. Just other than like silent. effects that are happening, which those then end up you hear it like the gurgling and blood and viscera and like honking of horns and like funny shit mixed with gruesome shit is a good way to encapsulate his character. So Yeah, Mark. I gave it a seven. I mean, we're circling the wagons as much as possible today. I think I don't think there's really all that many things I need to add here. So great prop movie. That's what I want to say. Yep. That's good to take us into overall. Guys, I think I'm going to give this an eight for an overall score. It's, it's a, a pretty tilt high up. score. It's a pretty, it's it's a a tilt pretty up, high score. But yeah. I've seen this three times now, and it just. 30 times. It's more enjoyable every time I watch it. It's such a good. It's, it's a really good horror movie. And this movie is such a good example of knowing what the fuck it is and sticking with it and finding their voice and not deviating from that voice with like limited exceptions. This movie is yep. great. This, this is, a, is like an 11 p.m. on Halloween during the non-covid times where like only the bravest trick-or-treaters are still coming and, to the door but it, it's and like the brave on. it's like the brave 12 year old but you know they can see your tv as they're walking up exactly to your door. exactly so you're that showing some you put really on disturbing shit it's what you put on then and then they're gonna like go home and probably not say shit to their parents let's be honest but... definitely not 
<laughs> that's what you do, though, for sure. That's what this movie is. Yeah. And what'd you give it? Oh, and that's why I gave it a six. I gave it a six and a half. I, I think this is a really, this is really a good, good example though. of what it is. I enjoyed it immensely, but what it is isn't like a great movie. So yeah. I Mark. I'm, I'm torn here. I gave it a six, and I think I'm tempted to go lower with it because of how we've kind of set these ratings up, where overall is like literally the recommendability of the movie. And this is such, it is brilliant at what it is, but it is no. in such a narrow niche that it's kind of hard to. We have a whole other segment for recommendability. That's why we've added. Well, that and one. that's what I'm saying is like, I kind of want to go a little bit lower with this, but to transition into the next point here. I it's going to be a firm thumbs up because it is a fantastic genre movie. Oh, it's okay. Well, we got to get into the next segment then. So what did you Holy give it? Holy shit. What did you end with? I gave it a six. Six. Okay. Thumbs up, thumbs down. I think this is a thumbs down for me. This is a big thumbs down for me. Oh, we I can only floppied. recommend this to like, I can, I, I enjoyed this guys. immensely. I can recommend I, this movie to you guys. I've had to reconcile some things inside of myself because I feel like it's <laughs> it's for like four people. I hope this yeah. doesn't uh, awaken something us. in me. This movie is for us. Yeah, I can't go out there thinking that I'm going to... Re- Here's the thing. The recommendability of it, at least in part, is like, can I still be perceived as a human this, if someone that I recommend this movie this to watches it? This is one of those it? recommends that if I'm going to recommend it, I have to be very confident the person is a deep horror fan. Yes. Uh, alternatively, and if they are, then it's an absolute recommend. I don't, I don't know if you guys get this as much as I do, but like a bunch of my wife's coworkers think that they're horror fans and constantly ask for recommendations. And this is like the type of thing that I'll throw out there just to be like, "Oh, you're a horror fan, huh? Have you seen Terrifier? <laughs> Go watch that this Saturday. Tell me how you think about it." That's a good. That's a good one. When people, yeah, it's like, "Oh, you're a horror fan? Yeah, okay, I get that." But that's the only other circumstance. Let's get the fuck out of here. This has been episode 197 of the A to Z Horrorcast. To check out everything we have going on, head on over to a to z horror.com or come hang out with us on any of our social media channels. Those are Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Links are all down there in the description below. Every once in a while, we're on Patreon, too, when we decide to post polls or podcasts. And you might want to consider becoming a Patreon member because there's never been a better time, especially if you're thinking about putting money to a good place. If you become a Patreon member right now, you're going to get all the benefits that you would typically get but all that money is currently going to Feeding America, and we are going to continue putting it where it should go in some way, shape, or form for the foreseeable future. So give it a consideration if you're still here. As always, the music has been coming at you from Super Bear. There are links down there in the description below as well. And next week, we are going to shift gears, I think, relatively immensely. We're going back to a Mark pick, because it's been a while, Mark. And we're going to watch Perfect Blue. Now, I know nothing about this movie. Mark Neither tells me I. there's anime involved. He knows nothing about this movie. <laughs> Seems like a weird pick then. Let's see what comes of it. That's going to be coming at you one week from today, four days from today, seven years from today. I don't fucking know. Until then, get your buddies, grab hey, some beers. Feels like a shot. Go watch some horror movies. Stay out of the smoke. Stay safe. Don't lose your minds. Have a great, I don't know, however long, everybody. Two. Two of them. <laughs> Fair. Are we taking shots? Ooh. It's Dan is young. Nope. Wow. Nope. Um, wow.